Welcome back to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. This is the fastest Ben alive, and with me, as usual, is... Wally East. Get it right. <laughs> I'm back. It's Wally West in this one. So, for we have another Flash script on this time. Uh, for April, we're covering another the Flash one. script. Get used yes. to Flash until we... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until, until that fucking until movie, movie comes out. Yes, we've turned into a Flash podcast. Um... But yeah, this one is the Flash script by Chris Brancato, and this will premiere before the reported release date of a new Flash trailer, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, the last time we did a Flash script, it was on the David Goyer script in uh, 2006, and what's interesting on this one is that it like takes the same ideas and does a different script with it. So let's dive in. Uh, okay. It's Wally West again, as opposed to Wally East, and... Uh, <laughs> It's about Wally taking on the legacy of Barry Allen. But there are this different like villains little, this time. It's a remix of the Gorya one? Yeah, think of how like Sam Hamm's Batman 2 was like, well, it also had Penguin and Catwoman. It was also uh, set okay. during Christmas. And it also had Batman getting framed. But it wasn't really the same story. Uh, this okay. is kind of similar. Where it's like, okay, it's Wally West taking on the Flash from Barry who dies earlier on. And he has to fight a bunch of villains. Like It's, it's similar to that. Is Weather Wizard in this? Uh, maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe. Maybe wow, he okay. is. We get a maybe right. in this. I'll, I'll... I was going to give it a hard pass if there wasn't Weather Wizard, but since there is Weather Wizard <laughs> in it, I'll, I'm, uh... all, I'm all ears, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, let's dive in. So this is not David Goyer. This is Chris Brancato. Now, Chris Brancato at the time was a TV writer. He still is mainly a TV writer. Uh, he had actually written on a completely unrelated show called Flashpoint, uh, okay. but not related to The Flash. He would then go on after the script to be the creator of Narcos, though, uh, and oh, Narcos wow. Mexico. Okay. So uh, he does I've never seen end up it, becoming but everybody bigger... says it's awesome. Same here. Same here. Everyone says it's awesome. Yeah. He also creates Narcos Mexico and The Godfather of Harlem with Forrest Whitaker. So uh, okay. he, found, he found his stride with these crime shows, for sure. Uh, and okay. there's definitely crime elements here, too, because it is The Flash, but uh, not nearly as, like, it's definitely still very comic booky. It still has, like, it's a similar feel to the Goyer one, but uh, let's see whether or not it's better. So uh, what we're diving into is apparently the second draft comes in around September 4th, 2007, and uh, similar to Goyer's script, we also start with an image of a red blur speeding through the city as the titles roll. Seems to be that's how they wanted to start all these movies. Uh, no voiceover from Wally this time, and it's a little ambiguous to me whether this is meant to be like a flash forward with Wally's flash, or if it's meant to be Barry's flash, since in the opening, like Goyer shows us, like in Goyer's, I mean, uh, Wally West uh, is young, and Barry Allen is the flash. Um, so Wally comes to Keystone City to stay with Barry and his aunt Iris. Uh, this Wally is a little edgier, than the one in the Goyer one. The one in the Goyer one, like, yeah, he kind of was a little bit of a mischievous kid who got in trouble by breaking a window or something. This one just flat out tries to steal a car. Um, he's doing heroin. Uh, he hasn't, he's not doing heroin. In this. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reference to him doing speed, but that's not in this part. He's doing speed. Of course he is. <laughs> Wait, so when was this May in the 90s? A troubled youth of the 90s. <laughs> It's two, well, it? it's 2007 is the okay. draft, but the, obviously it's it's the, this part's the past, so it's probably the 90s at this point. Um, okay, yeah. He comes from abusive parents, 
uh, Iris's brother, I guess, was abusive. And so now he's coming to stay with Barry and his Aunt Iris. And unlike the comic book version where Wally was like the Flash's biggest fan and president of the Flash's fan club, uh, this Wally thinks the Flash is lame. <laughs> like, who goes out and saves people? So uh, that's kind of his attitude in the beginning. And he gets arrested for stealing a car. And at the police station, he meets... He basically gets bailed out by his Uncle Barry, who has an 18-year-old intern named Linda Park. Now, Linda is the main love interest for Wally in the comics. She becomes his future wife. And so, in this script, Linda Park is the love interest to Wally, rather than last time when it was Dr. Tina McGee. Both were characters who have been love interests in the comics, but Linda Park is kind of like his main, his main girlfriend, just like Barry Island has Iris West, just like Superman has Lois Lane. So. so we got two minorities, a ginger and a Korean mm-hmm. American. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they would have kept him as a ginger, though. So we'll see. Uh, there's oh, not really right. much of a reference okay. in this. Uh, One Barry... soulless ginger <laughs> and a Korean American. Barry decides to give Wally a soul. No, he, he decides to pick up... Uh, <laughs> He's he... trying to get a soul from the fucking... Uh, <laughs> Like the Naboo or whatever from Dr. Fate or some shit. That would be a ridiculous plot line. (laughs) Well, you have no soul. You're a goddamn ginger. No, In this this one, uh, Barry picks up on the fact that Wally has a desire for speed and tries to bond with Wally by riding dirt bikes together. Um, This is an attempt to to bond with Wally and to teach him responsibility, saying, quote, in the end, it's not about the speed. It's about what you do with it. Obviously, that's going to be something that he carries through into adult life. Um, Some time passes. Wally is less of a troublemaker. He bonds with Barrow and kind of visits him in the lab. And uh, at one point, you know, he and Linda are trying to, he's trying to flirt with Linda. But Linda is already crushing on an older cop, Hunter Zolomon. If we remember him, he was also in the Goyer draft. So Hunter Zolomon is in this as well. And they kind of establish sort of a love triangle where uh, Linda sort of ha- Linda and Hunter kind of have a thing going on while while Wally is crushing on Linda. But uh, a huge explosion goes off in the police station, and Barry Allen is caught in that explosion. Wally tries to get to him, but ends up getting soaked in the chemicals trying to save him. He ends up failing to save Barry, with other cops dragging him out of there, and Barry Allen dies from this bomb. Sadly, so. Uh, he definitely does die, or we'll see well, him in the third act. He is... <laughs> Actually, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> he is the Flash, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, ten years later, Wally is known as Wallace West. And uh, yes, Wallace Westwood. <laughs> he is a motocross racer wearing the Flash emblem on his suit. And he is a pretty bad motocross racer. Commentators say that he has so much potential, but so little achievement. Um, he always just falls short. <laughs> Uh, at times so uh he's also now more jaded than ever this is not the same wally as like the ryan reynolds style wally from the goyer script he's less likable he's more got more of a chip on his shoulder again just like the younger version he's the edgier version of wally west uh in the brancato version he even tells a young fan who has like bruises on his body as a result of abuse he tells him to toughen up because yeah that's that's how you solve child abuse yeah, so uh, Wally's wow, best what friend. A jerk. Is, yeah, I know. Uh, Wally's best friend is an original character named John Harris, who is in a wheelchair, and it seems like they wanted to kind of give some of the elements of Hunter Zolomon to a separate character 
on this. So I guess John Harris is the one, is his friend in the wheelchair uh, and helps him out. And uh, he's he's in this, but again, there's some part of me who's just like, well, you didn't really have to separate John and Hunter Zolomon. It was more interesting in the Goyer draft when Hunter Zolomon was like his his mentor-type character who then became Zoom. So who knows what the thinking was on that one. Uh, right. So Barry's been dead for 10 years, but his aunt Iris is still around and tries to visit him and talk some sense into him and what he's doing with his life because he's just a failed motocross racer. And uh, along the way, when they are walking together and talking, a random man bumps into Iris. And this becomes important later in terms of who that was. Uh, Iris is now a state senator who promotes sustainable energy and being green in conjunction with the governor of Kansas named Governor Savage. Uh, so she and Governor Savage are basically very pro-environmentalist. There's an environmentalist There's Vandal Savage thing. as the governor here? It's, yes, you're giving it away, but yes, it's Vandal Savage as the governor. I mean, He's the main come villain. on, man. That's his fucking name. How many guys have Savage in the name? Well, there's Commissioner Although, Savage dude, in the Batman. It sounds like a ridiculous name, dude. Mm. By the way, just real quick. I went, my fifth grade PE teacher, I swear mm -hmm. to you on this day, mm -hmm. his last name was Slaughter. <laughs> Coach Slaughter, and of course he was the PE teacher. Amazing. Yeah. So, like, when I hear Savage, it's it doesn't Reminds you know you. it doesn't really yeah it's not a big deal yeah yeah he he tries to disguise it by being Governor Van Savage rather than Van Dole Savage. <laughs> That's Brancato being like this is this is a deep this is a deep cut here for anybody. They're not going to see this coming. I mean, a lot of the audience, especially then, wouldn't. I've gotten it probably, but anybody right. that reads comics or has seen the DC cartoons knows that name for sure. Yeah. So Iris brings up to Governor Savage that someone seems to be stealing power from the local dam and that certain someone seems to be traced of the governor's own company, Savage Energy. Yes, he owns a company named Savage Energy. That's not aggressive at all. Okay. So Governor Savage promises to take a look into it. We kind of know what that's going to lead into. Uh, later that night, however, a lightning storm hits Iris West's house while Wally is there. They try to help each other to safety, but when their hands clasp, a lightning bolt hits Iris and passes through her into Wally. Iris is electrocuted and falls to the floor. Wally, however, remains standing, and in her dying breaths, Iris hints about a secret that she and her uncle kept from him, relating to the, wing, to the ring that Barry always wore. Iris then dies. So this is a big thing. And Iris passes. What? She dies. Iris is dead in this version of the script. I was just like, ah, uh, okay. She does like nothing in this script. Yeah, I know. She's a, she's like a nothing character in this. Sadly. She's there to die. Yeah. This is, yeah, this Sucks. has got that like 90s darkness vibe to it. Like, I know. we gotta make it edgy. So the police arrive to investigate, which naturally reintroduces the older versions of Hunter Zolomon and Linda Park for the Keystone Police Department. Wally notices that a silver disc was left on Iris, and he wants Linda to investigate and discover, you know, what was left on his Aunt Iris. He leaves the crime scene, and on his way out, he nearly gets hit by a bus, only to find himself randomly far away. Basically found himself to safety. It's here that he discovers his super speed. Uh, Wally and his friend John decide to look into the ring that Iris mentioned in her dying words, and when John's hands caress the surface of the ring... The flash suit bursts out of it, hovering in the air before fluttering to the ground. And John's like, dude, your uncle was the Flash. So now he's discovered Barry's secret. Posthumously. 
So uh, now both Barry and Iris are dead. Wally has been given the ring, and now he's got the speed. So he and John okay. decide to experiment. Uh, Wally runs along John, along uh, alongside John as John drives. And then we get another gag of the Flash passing by a highway patrolman and going at 478 miles per hour, which makes the patrolman just think his radar gun is broken. And, oh, that uh, old thing. We you used to see that shit. I, we'll probably <laughs> see that in the Flash movie too coming up. But yeah, that God I used to see that in like every friggin' thing, right? Like mm-hmm. every, especially in like the mid two thousands. Just it's such a trope of the time. You got to put that in there, I guess. It's what <laughs> like the that, the saying. fiery logo at, in the third act. Yeah, there's in no fiery logo in this film. one, but there is the radar gun at least twice. <laughs> so oh, well, okay. Uh, they end up going to Vegas, where Wally decides to run up the side of the Wynn Hotel, just up the side of the building. But he doesn't make it to the top and ends up crashing hard <laughs> to the bottom. Um, he tries it the second time and makes it to the roof, but he gets vertigo there and takes the elevator down. So he's, like, gradually discovering his speed. Um, yeah, that's cool. At, at a Vegas nightclub, Wally also discovers that he can time travel and travels back about 15 seconds. Then they head back home, and there's another gag of a patrolman who sees the flash go by. And this time it's at 605 miles per hour. So he's progressing. And we get two of those patrolmen with a radar gun gags in the script. So okay. uh, Wally comes back home to meet with Linda, who reveals that the silver disc on his aunt was some kind of GPS locator. Wally then figures out that the random man who bumped into Iris was planting a GPS locator on her. And there's a possibility that GPS locator was meant to draw lightning. So, uh, we then get a cool moment where Wally goes all over Keystone City searching for the man who left that disc on her and discovers that he is a man named Clive Yorkin. Uh, Yorkin recognizes him, tries to shoot Wally, but Wally dodges all the bullets. And uh, so Yorkin takes off, stealing a Ferrari, and we get a Wally versus Ferrari chase, which is pretty cool, I think. Okay. Uh, We get to see him finally try to take down a criminal. Uh, but Wally sort of crashes a few times too because he's still not used to the speed, especially when he has to chase somebody. Uh, but he ends up getting the hang of it, and eventually Yorkin crashes the car and gets knocked out. Wally, however, is caught on camera with people wondering if the Flash has returned for the first time in like 10 years. So uh, he's about to evolve into being the Flash at this point. So things are moving along here. Uh, after the chase, Wally reports back to Linda what he's theorized about how maybe his Aunt Iris was murdered, especially since it seems like, you know, Yorkin was hired to put this GPS locator on her so that lightning could hit her, which means that somehow she's been assassinated by a bolt of lightning by the weather. There you go, Andrew. <laughs> I called it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> the thing is, like, Weather Wizard's one of those ones that's, like, of course, goofy. But mm-hmm. I've seen him a couple times now, and he was the first one in the Flash CW. So he's, like, yeah. kind of grown on me, you know? <laughs> I don't know why. I always thought it was a cool power. Like, when I was looking through, I had the DC collection of uh, the DC greatest team-up stories ever told uh, growing up. And Weather Wizard was in there. I'm just like, this guy's got the coolest villain power out of everybody in this. And it always stuck with me, too. There's just something about him. Look, weather control. I mean, the first one for me was was Storm, of course, in the mm-hmm. X Men cartoon. But I guess he's the first weather control dude I've saw in DC. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that too. So 
yes, obviously the script reveals that the man behind this is the governor himself, Governor Savage, a.k.a. Vandal Savage, the immortal, to the surprise of nobody. Uh, <laughs> Savage, of course, owns the Savage Energy Company and was behind the power drain that Iris uncovered, had her killed so he, she wouldn't reveal the truth. And so to do this, Clive York had put the silver disc on her, and he enlisted Dr. Mark Marden, who is a.k.a. the Weather Wizard. So there we go. Uh, this is the never... coolest version of Weather Wizard I've ever seen. <laughs> in, in the art here? Yeah. I'll have to ask the Dan art. which version this is. Because <laughs> I've seen some goofier ones, but, which, are, which are also fine, but this this is like actually somewhat cool It's kind of cool. He's got a yeah. kind of like a Loki slash Doctor Strange kind of look in what we're looking at here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, pretty cool. But, yeah, they don't actually call him Weather Wizard in this. He's just Dr. Marden, who's working for Vandal Savage. I guess they're trying Lame. to make things a little realistic. But, yeah, he's the one who sent the lightning bolt to kill Iris, unknowingly creating the new Flash. So this, so this is, is 2007, right? Yeah. 2007. Flash versus Vandal Savage and the Weather Wizard is, is kind of what this is. It's before... Iron Man one, right? It's before mm-hmm. MCU, uh, and people didn't hadn't truly accepted, um, to you know, really faithful uh, comic book adaptations. So they, mm-hmm. like now, I'm, they would just say, "Hey, he's Weather Wizard." Everybody's like, "Cool." Yeah. But back then, <laughs> you know, it's like the X Men black suits and mm-hmm. the two thousand movie. It's like there's just this steady progression of acceptance. Yeah. Especially with Marvel, like DC's, like Batman, Superman, like they kind of the suits are more or less comic accurate but uh marvel took a little bit i feel like yeah well spider-man was accurate <laughs> and anyway yeah. anyway I... yeah but yeah weather wizard well weather wizard doesn't get a suit in this one so he is part of Man. this Andrew, but sadly he's not the main guy and he's not in the costume let us know Maybe in the comments like how how does weather wizard even like pose a threat to like i just feel like the flash could just go so quick and weather, just kind of push you could push him down before, I don't know maybe he's maybe lightning is faster than him but mm-hmm. weather wizard's like reaction time would have to be maybe his reaction time is lightning quick I don't know I'd yeah. have to look that up let mm-hmm. us know in the comments please right yeah so well uh we won't see much of weather wizard here but maybe we'll uh, talk more about him in uh, you know a future patreon or something indeed but yeah these are not the cool. only these are not the only Flash villains in this, Andrew. You got to remember, dude, like, I know you know this, Ben, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the, Fla- the Flash is, like, steady, steadily creeping up. His rogues gallery, yeah. I feel like it's, like, steadily creeping up to, like, of course not Batman or Superman levels, but, like, it's kind of up there at this point. It's like, people sort of are knowing more because of the CW show and everything else, you know, mm-hmm. especially at, uh, after this movie that com- is going to come out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like his rogues gallery is pretty famous, man. At this point, I think it's it's getting there. It's getting there. I think they'd be more famous yeah. if if one of them was in this movie instead. It's like him versus General <laughs> Zod, but there's no Flash villain in this movie about the Flash. It looks like it's a type of reverse Flash, but then at the time of this recording, we have it's before mm-hmm. the movie. We don't know, but yeah. it seems like maybe there's some refl- re- reverse Flash stuff going on in that movie. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll but see. yeah, Wally goes to visit Clive Yorkin in prison in Iron Heights Penitentiary. So basically, the it's the Blackgate prison for Keystone City in the comics, or Central City in the comics. Uh, but it is where he passes by a bunch of the rogues 
that Uncle Barry locked up. So here are the other Flash villains in the script. This does have more Flash villains than the Goyer one. That may okay. or may not be a good thing. But uh, here we've got <laughs> Roy Bivolo, a.k.a. the Rainbow Raider, who killed six art critics with bullets filled with paint. This <laughs> is ridiculous. I'm like, that's this ridiculous. is, I don't think that's how Rainbow Raider works in this, but this is their, like, attempt at a darker backstory for the Rainbow Raider. I'm like, I Wasn't don't know about this in the CW as well? A, uh, yeah, he, all of these guys are in the CW. Okay, yeah. They had yeah. to do all of them. It's been, it's going to be nine seasons total. They have to cover everybody. You have 23 no fucking episodes point. a season, by the way. My yeah. God. Rainbow Raider's the one responsible for, like, turning Barry, like, kind of like a jerk. And like, which sets up the fight between him and Arrow in the Flash versus Arrow episode when they had that first crossover. Oh, so yeah, like, he's, okay. he was pretty big uh, for that one episode. But uh, yeah, he's he's in this as well. The middle guy is Mick Rory, aka Heat Wave. In this version, he was a firefighter who went crazy because he inhaled too much asbestos dust and became an arsonist. As you do. Yeah. Um, he became an arsonist for hire. I'm like, I think you just made this shit up because this sounds like this sounds more ridiculous than the comics, but like done in a way that seems like, well, this is like an edgier version. I'm like, no, it's it seems more ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is is Hartley Rathaway, the Pied Piper, who uses sound as a weapon and uses it to control rats. Now that's that's faithful to the comics. Like that's true to the Pied Piper. There's only the so suit- much you can fuck around with that too. This is the lamest power, but his suit is the coolest. Out of these three, yeah. Out of these I'd three, so. yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, he, he's Although, also Rainbow, a big character in the comics. Rainbow guy? What's his name? What's Rainbow guy's Rainbow name again? Rainbow Raider. Rainbow Raider. I thought it was Rainbow mm-hmm. Rider. Uh, <laughs> that too, th- based off this, this picture. This character, like, it's like so lame it's cool, you know? There's really <laughs> something there, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. the fire dude is just fire dude. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, there's probably... Some, that, I don't know. Strangely enough, I feel like there's some potential there with that character, but... Um, colors as a weapon. <laughs> there's yeah, something ridiculous yeah, at it, but wonderful. Maybe Silver Age silliness or something. Maybe there's, yeah. there's... I guess there's great runs out there with him in it. I don't know, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, again, let us know in the comments, but man, I don't know. I just... You know, you get that... Do you get that vibe with some characters sometimes? Like... You feel like you feel like there's there could be potential with them. I mean, for sure, a lot of times with different villains like this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, where it's just like, oh, this like this could be really cool, but it's it's he's not somebody who like shows up all the time, or it's not somebody no. who comes to your mind first for a villain. But like when they do show up, you're just like, oh yeah, this one's underrated. Like he's in that category, I think, for Flash villains. That that's how you make your name, right? And it's just like as a writer, I feel like it's like the old Alan Moore thing where it's like, oh, yeah. character dumb as fuck. Let me just, uh, you know, get ready and make him amazing, you know? <clears throat> well, the, the attempt here was that he killed six art critics with bullets filled with paint, which I'm like, I don't uh, know. Maybe how we changed that part in a. In Let's a, change if we, that. Uh, if, if we made our movie, but, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is, dude. It's just, it's just like so ridiculous that I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Wally tries to interrogate Clive Yorkin in jail and ends up scaring him when he's able to vibrate through the glass that separates them and starts to, uh, tries to start uh, choking him. This is Clive Yorkin in the comics, by the way. <laughs> um, Yorkin gives up yeah. the name of Vandal Savage or Van Savage, and Willie, of course, I mean Wally, of course, is kicked out of the penitentiary, pen- penitentiary now knowing that it's the governor who assassinated his aunt. 
So now it's time to take down the governor, and Wally decides now that he's going to don the flash suit for the first time. So here we go. Okay. Uh, he knows he can vibrate through things now, so as described in the script, and kind of like what we talked about before, he sends the suit out of the ring and then sort of runs straight into it since he can vibrate. Pretty cool. Uh, so nice. Wally West debuts as the Flash, invading Vandal Savage's home, fighting off guards, and stumbles on a collection of ancient weapons from across the world and across the centuries, frankly, uh, in his basement. Savage arrives and thinks Wally is Barry Allen and says, quote, Barry Allen, I thought I killed you 10 years ago. Plot twist, Savage not only killed Iris, but he also killed Barry. <laughs> to no one's surprise, okay. of course. Uh, Savage fights the Flash using weapons in the basement and ends up unmasking Wally, finding out his identity, and says to him, to his face, you're no Barry Allen. Which, of course, hits upon the insecurity that Wally's going to carry on through the rest of the script that he has in the comics, too. That he's not going to be able to live up to his mentor, to his predecessor. So, uh... Vandal Savage then throws Wally into a death trap that's basically like a muncher that destroys plastic water bottles. Because let's remember, Vandal Savage and this is an environmentalist. You can't just throw him into anything. It's got to be very pro-environmentalist in uh, in the script. So uh, instead, of, instead he throws him to try to recycle him like water bottles. And Wally is able to turn himself into a human conduit to escape, wiping out the electricity in the, in the home. So, you know, it's kind of funny. He's an eco-terrorist <laughs> as far like he's like immortal, right? As long as he doesn't mm-hmm. get killed, he'll keep on going. So it's like, yeah, I'll actually live to see <laughs> the effects <laughs> of, of climate change. <laughs> Unlike you idiots. So <laughs> more than likely, I'll be there. So, <laughs> so please. please get your fucking act together. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Actually, That's true. He's like, I have a stake in this. I totally have a stake in this. <laughs> I'm going to, I want to be able to breathe in a thousand years. Uh, so that actually kind of checks out. It does. Yeah, that's true. So uh, Barry basically, I mean, Barry, Wally reports back to Linda and Hunter Zolomon that he knows Vandal Savage killed Barry and Iris Allen, um, but he doesn't have enough evidence to take them down. He can't give enough evidence to Hunter, Hunter Zolomon for that. Uh, so they have to find another way. And along all this, Vandal Savage gets a visit from Hunter Zolomon, where it's revealed that Hunter was the one who planted the bomb that killed Barry years ago and has been working for Savage ever since. So, just to recap, the villains we got here are Vandal Savage, Hunter Zolomon, who's going to become Zoom, uh, Clive Yorkin, the Weather Wizard, Rainbow Raider, Heat Wave, and the Pied Piper. So... We yeah, just stuffed much. seven a little much. Yeah. We stuffed seven <laughs> villains. To be fair, like Clive Yorkin is basically just a henchman in this, and so is Weather Wizard. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. They were just like, we might not get a sequel, so just throw all the villains into this one. Is kind of how it feels. <laughs> it's just so like, shouldn't we learn our mistakes in the nineties with that? I mean, I you know. know, whatever. And it's 2007, which is when Spider-Man 3 came out, which was notoriously also overstuffed with, like, you got Sandman and the New Goblin and uh, Venom all in one movie. And uh, this is, like, twice as many. remind me. Yeah. Only thing I remember about that, sadly, is that stupid jazz scene. (laughs) And the way he uses the metal rods to take out Venom at the end. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. I swear to you, that is the only shit I remember out of that third movie. They just shouldn't have had Venom in it. Raimi supposedly didn't like Venom. 
Yeah, which is part which is why I'm just like, yeah, they shouldn't have had Venom in it. <laughs> he didn't like the character. So, anyway, that's Spider-Man stuff. We got a... Uh... That's a... Again, it's a testament, dude. Like, you're a movie yeah. director doing big stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you're King Cheese, and it's your dream job. You're getting everything you want to do, but no. Mm-hmm. You still have to show up to work on set and film some shit that probably no one on set wants to film. Yep. <laughs> they all are not into it, mm-hmm. but they're in contract and they're making money so why the fuck not but it's like you know it's like spider-man 3 was like no one's dream Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying uh anyway i digress yeah so it's gonna be the flash versus vandal savage and the weather wizard and clive yorkin and the rainbow raider and the pied piper and hunter zolomon and uh who am i missing heat wave so it's gonna be packed how is wally gonna take all of them down you'll find out after the break. Hey everyone, so this is Ben. I have a few plugs for my writing. So I am getting my first fiction published. It's going to be published in Metaphoricus Magazine in the April 2023 edition. It is a short story novella called Shortcut to Happily Ever After. The cover that you might see in the video version is based on my story, art done by artist Gabriel Roswell. It'll be available on the Metaphoricist website on the first week of April. The issue itself will be available if you want to buy it on Kindle or on print on Amazon. Uh, The story, real quick, is about Daniel, a hopeless romantic who uses time travel to find love. Whenever he meets someone new, he jumps to the future to see if their relationship lasts, and if it doesn't, he returns to the present to cancel the first date before anyone gets hurt. But when his dating strategy starts ruining the fabric of time, Daniel has to go back and live through every relationship he skipped, discovering what he missed the first time around. So check that out. The uh, links are in the visuals as well as in the uh, basically the links below. But that is at Metaphoricist. That is M-E-T-A-P-H-O-R-O-S-I-S. And the Amazon link will be there as well. So that is my original piece. But if you've been following us on social media, or our YouTube community. I've also announced something else. I've got a couple Batman-related things in the pipeline, collaborating with our friends and fellow podcast, Newverse Creative. We've brought them up on the show before, but they do audio drama adaptations of unmade superhero scripts and other projects. So kind of dramatizing stuff we cover and comment about here. So for them, I'm adapting the Batman 89 comic written by Sam Hamm with art by Joe Quinones, as well as Batman 3, which is going to be an adaptation of the original Batman Forever scripts by Lee and Janet Scott Batchelor and Akiva McGoldman. So those will be coming out later this year. Uh, the Batman 3 one will be one that focuses on, of course, the cut subplot of Bruce Wayne's psychological journey. It is the closest thing you will get to the dramatized version of Batman Forever we've been talking about on this podcast since 2019. And that's about all I can say about it for now. But uh, thank you very much. And for the month of April, uh, this is because of the fact that SnyderCon is uh, that month. This month's charity will be for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. This is the charity that a lot of Snyder Cut fans have donated to in honor of Snyder's daughter, Autumn, who unfortunately committed suicide years ago. Uh, no matter what your opinion is on the Snyder films themselves, I think we can all agree suicide prevention is more than a worthy cause that all of us can support. Obviously, if you or someone you know is having these types of thoughts, seek help. Uh, the AFSP Foundation, they have our, their own helpline and number, and, and they basically are out to help this cause. Uh, so there are people out there who can help you or anyone you know. And the website is afsp.org. Thank you. 
just wanted to announce that I have a new podcast called Gaming Gaiden. It's about Japanese to English translation. In this first season, it will be 10 episodes each season. If you saw the ranking, every Superman video game two-parter we did here on Superhero Stuff You Should Know, you have seen Mike before. So yes, if you like video games, if you've been interested in Japanese ever, we're going to be talking a lot about just Japan in general. Japanese cultural differences as well and we also are going to have a lot of talk about 90s video game magazines such as Electronic Gaming Monthly aka EGM so stay tuned for Gaming Gaiden Podcast it's already out now y'all I want to tell you about the Patreon.com Patreon.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod and on that you get the $1 tier uh, you can join the $1 tier, which gets you the shout-out on the board, and either visually or orally, or both at times. Uh, <laughs> we want to do the oral uh, for the most part uh, for newer people. Uh, and then the $5 tier gets you a whole new show. Uh, this show is every Monday, as you well know, and it's free on YouTube and the What's Nots. And... Um, <laughs> The uh, Patreon show is every Friday at the $5 tier mark. You can, if you want, binge us for five mm -hmm. bucks. And uh, there's like 150 episodes, uh, almost 150 at this point. And you can, uh, you know, listen to all that content there. Even the stuff that's been released from the vault, none of that has been the full episode as well. So mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to keep our uh, $5 tier people happy. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, check that out. And then our $10 tier gets you all of the above. Plus, a uh, it gets you a monthly meetup show where you meet up with us monthly. And it's like a Zoom-like call. And we have a topic at hand or sometimes videos we react to and things like that. And that's at the $10 tier. Um, every tier that you get, like the $5 tier, gets you the $1 tier benefits and the $10 tier gets you the $5 tier benefits and the $1 tier benefits. So mm -hmm. check that out at patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. We also got the merch, which is Redbubble, superhousepod.redbubble.com and on Threadless, superhero stuff pod.threadless.com. Get your Ben Man and Indeed Wizard mug, shirt, shower curtains, and all the rest artwork by Stephen Santa Cruz. And please send us some audio at superhousepodcast at gmail.com. A bumper would be great. Mm -hmm. You too can be part of the show. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives as my other YouTube channel, one of my many YouTube channels. And I have uh, also thunderwolfdrew.com. Has my whole portfolio in one place except for amanorecon.com. That's A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com. And... That is uh, an original idea that some friends and I are doing where it is R-rated um, Power Rangers meets Stranger Things. That's the quick pitch, and it is not a fan film, original idea. We have a pitch video right now on YouTube and on the Indiegogo page. We're campaigning right now as of this, uh, when this episode premieres. And this poster art is by Zachary Jackson Brown art.com and check it out. Please support us on the campaign and more from that soon. 
Um, but yes, it's uh, it's bloody. And um, if you like that kind of thing, check us out. And that's it, Ben. Follow us on social media on Twitter at Superhouse Pod, Instagram Superhero Stuff Pod, where we have some different supplemental stuff. We even I've even analyzed the martial arts stance that the Keaton ornament from the Flash is in, so you can check that out on our Instagram Superhero Stuff Pod, uh, TikTok Superhero Stuff Pod, Vero Superhero Stuff Pod. My website is BenWanWriter.com, where you can read a whole bunch of spec scripts, including Gotham Vampire, Elementary, The Death of Sherlock Holmes and curb your enthusiasm disneyland if you're fans of any of those shows check them out and let us know what you think my youtube channel is in the description below including doctor who the ronin of time an audio drama i write edit and narrate with the eighth doctor meaning miyamoto musashi my personal instagram is ben Juan Ryder. if you like cats my son alfie my cat is at alfie pennyworth cat and if you have an alfie yourself then you can get the whisker box the only cat box with a crazy cat lady and gent and you can even check out another page on that website superherostuffpod.com slash show notes that includes uh various show notes for each of our episodes links to the scripts that we review if they're available online amazon links to the stuff we've been talking about including you know brian levant's book that he plugged for us my life and toys so check that out at superherostuffpod.com slash show notes lord have mercy y'all do you like hounds do you enjoy pooches do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard, Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. Can you say it louder for the people in the back? And welcome back. So, where we left off, we revealed that Hunter Zolomon, who we have here in the wheelchair, though he's not in the wheelchair in the script, uh, is working for Vandal Savage. So, uh, during the scene, sort of Hunter is used as kind of an exposition point uh, because, you know, whenever you need somebody to go into their backstory, you need someone else in that scene to not know that backstory. Otherwise, it becomes a scene that... In my old screenwriting classes, we called it the, uh, as you and I both know, dialogue, which is like <laughs> exposition for the sake of the audience, but the characters, it doesn't really make sense for them to uh, talk about. There's, a, there's so much of that, <laughs> man. Of it. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of that. I notice that all the time. Yeah. So like once you hear that, you kind of notice it, like you said. Uh, it's yeah. like if you, as you and I both know, we both run a podcast together. <laughs> like, why would you say, we, of course you know that. <laughs> <laughs> damn it ben <laughs> there's like lines people say and shit that people hardly ever say in real life i think aaron sorkin was the one it's his like master class or something it's in the ad where he's just like uh you hear all the time damn it such and such but nobody actually says that in real life yes that's what i'm <laughs> that's exactly what i was referring to <laughs> for those who didn't know um, yeah. But Vandal yeah. Savage here, Brancato knew what he was doing. He's like, Hunter Zolomon doesn't know the full backstory of Vandal Savage. So Vandal Savage reveals here that he is immortal. Um, and actually, as Andrew said, has a stake in whether or not, uh, you know, the world is still going to be around in a thousand years. 
So, like in the comics, <laughs> Savage is a caveman who came into contact with a meteorite uh, that made him immortal. And much like Ra's al Ghul, uh, they very much just was just like, hey, like who's another immortal villain? Ra's al Ghul and Vandal Savage. Let's just make him Ra's al Ghul. They kind of gave the Ra's al Ghul pro-environmentalist thing to Vandal Savage in the script and made him plan to commit mass genocide on Earth using the Weather Wizard's weather machine uh, that they've been building from Savage Energy. And they're going to rebuild the planet in Savage's own image and presumably also like save the planet so he can actually breathe in a thousand years. So <laughs> that's the plan. Uh, I wonder if he thought of that or <laughs> like that's just <laughs> one of those things that subconsciously was there and it just worked out in the, in the end. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, he can't let the Flash get into his way, so he orders Hunter to release the Flash's old enemies from prison. Rainbow Raider, Heat Wave, and Pied Piper. So that's how these guys become part of the plot. In the meantime, Wally is feeling discouraged about learning the truth about what happened to his aunt Iris, and uh, Savage's words are getting to him about how he is not Barry Allen. And it's his With friend the John. The, from the, from the, releasing them from the prison is like, mm -hmm. it, it works, it totally works plot-wise and everything. It's a good way to get a bunch of villains in there, I guess, like, you know, mm -hmm. releasing Arkham or whatever. But, you know, ultimately it's like, it just kind of feels like we could have had, we could have spent more time with, it, you know, with one villain instead of do go this route. You know what I mean? Right. Or like, he fights Weather Wizard. I mean, I guess it's mainly about, yeah, it's mainly about Vandal Savage, <laughs> but. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like something cheap about it or something mm -hmm. like, again, it's, it's fine. Plot wise makes sense. I don't know. I just, how do you feel about that? I'll let you know when we get to their, their part because, okay. All right. It is when, when I got to, I'm like, okay, I can see what you're doing here. That's all I'm going to say for now. Oh, okay. It's going to pay off a little better than I'm, yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, John gives him a pep talk. John seems to be, just be here to give him pep talks in this. But yeah, John t brings up that, you know, your Uncle Barry gave you a ring for a reason. You got to, like, take advantage of that. So Wally decides, okay, well, if that's true, let me experiment. I know I can time travel. So then he ends up going back in time to reunite with Barry. Kind of like David Goyer's script. So yeah, Barry is back and still alive at this point, but because it's because Wally went back in time. So, um, okay. and... He all he like goes back in time and goes into the speed force or something. Like Barry kinda knows it's Wally, even though it's like Wally ten years later. Uh, and they sort of discuss how they got their powers. And Barry alludes to the speed force as something that allows them to communicate during this time. And then Barry says, All right, show me what you can do. And now, this is for you, Andrew, we get a Barry Wally training montage in the speed force. Which makes sense. <laughs> what? There's no kid flash. Like so okay. they're going to get trained in kind of like this bubble here. So uh, Barry like advises running, Wally. Training? Yeah, running and things that he, Wally can do with his speed. So okay. Barry tells Wally to trust the lightning. And Wally asks, like, hey, you want to race? And Barry says, nah. And Wally calls him a chicken. Cut to both of them racing. So Barry and, oh, and Wally race together, which is pretty fun. Uh, but Wally speeds up and ends up breaking the sound barrier within this, you know, speed force bubble. Uh, Barry jokes, however, that he let Wally win. So it's kind of ambiguous whether or not Wally is actually faster than Barry or if Barry's just say, you know, if, if Barry's just saying that. 
Uh, so yeah. Barry also teaches him how to use his speed to land safely from a big height, how to run over water, and how to vibrate through uh, brick walls. So all stuff he's going to need to learn as the Flash and all the things that he's going to need in this movie. The vibration uh, is the second coolest uh, power he has, I think. The uh, first being the time fast. travel? Or the no, first just being running fast in general is his mm-hmm. main power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what I like I like the vibration thing I like going I through do walls and shit yeah, yeah it's cool yeah it also makes it cool with the the suit you know when it comes out of the ring and oh it yeah vibrates into it yeah 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 that's cool uh so finally Barry talks to Wally about how his speed won't make his problems go away saying no matter how fast you go you can't escape yourself um <laughs> okay so uh Wally and Barry have a talk with Wally saying that you know basically I can't be you. And in the reverse of the whole Tony Stark, I wanted you to be better type of thing from Spider-Man Homecoming, Barry instead tells Wally that he's never asked Wally to be him. He says, I'm asking you to be you. Now go put the guy who killed me in jail. And so it's a more developed dynamic. fulfilled. Yes, it's a more dynamic, uh, dynamic between Barry and Wally here than in Goyer's script. However, it's also not as emotional of a reunion. So it kind of... It's kind of a toss-up for me in terms of who used uh, the Barry-Wally reunion better. I think Goyer had a better introduction to Barry, but this this reunion scene and the the montage is pretty is pretty fun. I think I think it's pretty that's good. pretty good. Yeah, this was, what would you call this a self acceptance arc? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's what it is here. Present day, though, Hunter Zolomon was sloppy. He broke out the rogues out of the iron. You know. Iron Heights, but uh, he did it under his own name, and Linda Park figures out that he is in on it and corrupt with Governor Savage, and so she pulls a gun on her boyfriend. Man, this is intense. Dan- I was like, I told Dan to get a picture of Linda Park with a gun, and he didn't disappoint. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Linda pulls a gun on her boyfriend, but Hunter says, you won't kill me, but the Flash shows up and says, no, but I might. <laughs> and so uh, Wally uh, basically takes Hunter. Hunter's taken by a red blur, and Wally holds Hunter Zolomon 40 stories up by the ankles. Zolomon refuses to give up Savage, though, and Wally lets him fall. But then also using his speed creates an updraft to sort of tear, you know, lift him in the air to sort of cushion the fall before letting him just land hard uh, after, like, you know, a few more feet as opposed to all the way up from the top of the building. So he doesn't kill him, uh, but he does injure him I don't think he, he uh, like, cripples him or par- paralyzes him, like in the comics, uh, when Gorilla Grodd uh, paralyzed Hunter Zolomon, but uh, it obviously establishes that these two are going to be enemies. And Wally tells him, we're not finished. So uh, that's kind of setting up Hunter becoming Zoom in the future. But uh, for most of this, this is pretty much the end of Hunter's role in the story. So okay. after this, this is, this is going to be fun here. Wally decides to take Linda out to dinner, as the Flash, and he confides... Oh, not as the Flash, but as Wally West. Uh, and he confides his suspicions of uh, Vandal Savage over to, to Linda. But as they talk, he sees that there's an explosion of multiple colors in the distance. And Wally decides, uh, I gotta use the bathroom. So he leaves this date to uh, investigate these colors, and he has to stop... Uh, after talking to Linda, he has to stop the Rainbow Raider. Here we go. Uh, and <laughs> I got to save all these art critics. <laughs> so uh, he does this by using the Rainbow Raider's own color grenades against him, and then he captures the Rainbow Raider. 
then he goes back to dinner as Wally West, with Linda wondering why he has paint suddenly on his face after going to the bathroom. Uh, they talk some more about Wally's suspicions about uh, you know what's going on with Governor Savage when Wally sees that part of the city is now on fire. And so during this date, he lies to Linda that he has to take a phone call so he can go off and stop Heat Wave. So, uh, Jesus is crazy. He has to fight Heat Wave now and, and takes him out with a high speed punch. And then he goes back to dinner after looking a little scorched and looking worse for the wear. And Linda's like, Are you all right? And she suspects he has a Coke problem, but Wally jokes that he has a speed problem. So. <laughs> You know that Actually, would have landed. You're in the right. Trailer this somewhere. has paid off. If it's if he's like leaving in the middle of a date, it, yeah, I yeah, I guess he won me over. Yeah, it's like I got to stop these goddamn rogues all the time. I just want to eat my dinner. Yeah, so yeah, that's kind of cool. He, he's trying to tell her about his real speed here. That's my uh, automatic cat feeder in the background. Uh, he's trying to tell her about her real his real speed here. Except he sees that thousands of people are running below, panicking because of a bunch of rats. So now he has to leave the date again to face off against the Pied Piper. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he tries to take out the Pied Piper, but the Pied Piper ends up uh, taking Linda hostage because Linda got fed up with Wally leaving all the time and just left. <laughs> so, so, Ben, let us now talk about Pied Piper. What, yes. <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on this villain? I think he's also underrated, actually. I think really? he's also underrated. Um, a guy that just leads some fucking rats around. It's it's mainly the sound. He uses sound as a weapon uh, in this, and he's partially deaf, and he's a little bit more of an anti-hero uh, in the later comics. So he like starts off as kind of a lame Silver Age villain, but when Wally West became the Flash, they kind of developed Pied Piper more and made him more of an anti-hero, gave him kind of a redemption arc, and they followed suit in that in the CW Flash. So. Uh, in the CW Flash, they established Weather Wizard, I mean, not Weather Wizard, the Pied Piper as kind of a villain at first, and then they redeemed him uh, at least a couple times, actually. They weirdly did it, like, twice. Uh, but recently they did it because something about Pied Piper's boyfriend uh, being in danger and the Flash saving him. I don't remember the episode because I didn't see it. But uh, I saw in the, in the last season... Uh, he actually becomes an ally who teams up with Barry's Flash in the CW. So I like that dynamic of him being an anti-hero, and I like that he, the, the power of him using sound against people. You can get good action scenes from this guy. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, or good scenes, some sort of good, I don't know. Yeah, I guess action yeah. scenes. Like, how does this work? Uh, in terms of sound as a weapon? He, does Barry have to go faster than sound to beat him? I think so. I think so, because I remember it being pretty powerful. Again, it's been a while, and in the script, See, he's like that, barely a part of this. That would be interesting. <clears throat> now we're talking. Now we're workshopping it, bro. But right. like, it would be interesting. Like, I can't if I can't go faster than the speed of sound right now because there's people mm -hmm. around. Like, right. you can't do a sonic boom in the middle of a fucking city unless there's some speed force magic. But mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So like. It makes it hard to get to Pied Piper, maybe. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I don't know. Maybe you're you're. I'm I'm selling myself on it, and you're selling it yeah. to me before we talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, I mean, for this thing, it's just like okay, I play a pipe, and I got a lot of rats. But I'm thinking more of just like what I've seen. In <laughs> but he's the just CW a, show. he's a villain. He's got to take down in the middle of a date. 
Yeah. A near or at the montage. end of the day, considering Lynn is just fed up of Wally always leaving dinner. And Wally's fed up at this point. I'm just like, I'm just trying to have a date, man. Like, all these rogues are terrorizing the city on the same night, in the same hour, at the same time. So that's again. Uh, so that's fun, again a Spider-Man thing. That it we, feels we like were, that too. That's another connection. We were relating Spider-Man to the Flash, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, one of the biggest things with the with Spider-Man is he he kind of can't be a teen. He mm-hmm. kind of like he you know he's just about to kiss the girl, and then Green Goblin shows up or whatever. And they've done yeah. this really well in the in the in the Holland movies too. Like he he has he's it's the, his responsibility. His adult responsibility really is fucking over his teen life right. uh, all the time, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, yeah, there's, I guess there's a little bit of shared DNA with that and this date scene here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. This is this is one of my favorite parts. I think the Barry and Wally training stuff and then this stuff is, is some of my favorite parts of this script. So, uh, yeah, Pied Piper is now taken out. But Linda, he's basically took Linda hostage and passed her over to Vandal Savage's men. So even though Pied Piper has been arrested, Wally still has to rescue Linda. So then he goes to Vandal Savage and has to rescue her. This is like the fourth villain he's had to face in the same night. And uh, during this, Savage tries to use a mercury bomb, I guess a bomb full of mercury, uh, that he used to kill Barry. And Wally is able to basically throw it up in the air for it to explode uh, in the sky. But... He has to use the super speed to do it, and that's what basically reveals his super speed to Linda. So now Linda knows that Wally is the Flash at this point. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, basically they are now working together to take down Vandal Savage. Uh, Savage wants to enact his plan of using weather technology to destroy the world. Uh, Wally and Linda go off to stop him, with Wally say- still saying that Barry is the real Flash. He's just trying to fill in. Uh, all he wants is just an ordinary life. But Linda brings up that maybe he wasn't meant to have one. Maybe this is the life he was meant to have. This is a cool so, suit, too. Yeah, this is the rebirth suit, I think, for Wally. Uh, I, I like it. Wrong on that one. Good job, yeah. artist. Yeah, because it's like it differentiates it. Because, like, dude, like looking back at some comics, I'm like, if I didn't know the era, I would just think, like, oh, that's, that's Barry or that's Wally. It's hard to tell right. sometimes. But when it's his own Flash suit, then it's easier. So that's probably the thinking behind that in Rebirth. Oh, yeah. So So Linda uh, Park's always been like his Lois Lane, Wally Wally West. Not like always, um, but she's been... I don't remember her her, when she was introduced, but like I think it was originally Dr. Tina McGee, like the one from the Goyer script, uh, and in the Flash 1990 show, and then Linda Park shows up a little later, and then she kind of became his steady girlfriend and became his wife. So, um, got it. It's like Broncado's going more traditional on that one. Um, and going for the more common love interest in Wally West stories. Uh, okay. Let's see. So Vandal Savage ends up creating several cyclones worldwide. Uh, the weather wizard himself, Dr. Martin is not such a bad guy. He tries to refuse Vandal Savage. He doesn't like the fact that, uh, hi Alfie. Uh, he doesn't like the fact, <laughs> let me move him. <laughs> His tail's right in my face in the camera got a, I was watching the video version. Got a cat tail just show, showing up cat in the tail. feed. Man. Say hi to everybody, Alpo. Say hi. Okay, so anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the weather wizard is not such a bad guy. He tries to refuse. He doesn't want to see millions of people die. So, of course, Vandal Savage has him killed. 
Uh, and that's the end of the Weather Wizard. I'm just like, the Weather weather Wizard gets a fucking arc in this. It's like Incredible. he's in like three scenes. But uh, I mean, yeah. at this rate, we're going to get a Weather <laughs> Wizard movie and series and, and everything. Like, we're getting like, I mean, look, I can't it's complain, but spin-off. it's like, yeah, we're getting like, you know, more and deeper and deeper cuts as we go <laughs> in the superhero movie boom. It's going to be uh, just like there's a Joker. It's going to be like Weather Wizard. It's going to be like Timothy Chalamet and like an Oscar winning <laughs> type of thing about like the weather. That's that's all I want now is Timothy Chalamet. The emotions. Timothy Chalamet is the Weather Wizard. I'm calling it now. These these villain origin movies are going to become a thing. So yeah, Weather Wizard is killed by yeah, Vandal Savage. Yeah. So now it's just Vandal Savage. Uh, okay. So Wally goes off as the Flash in a big sequence where he tries to dissipate all the cyclones by creating his own counter cyclones, and he's also going around using his super speed to save people. At this point, at one point, he saves a little girl who like looks up with him with admiration, and she asks, "She's like, what's your name?" And after a moment, he finally says, "I'm the Flash," and that's when he finally accepts who he is. It's my third favorite part of the script. Okay. Like that's, that's the end of his arc, the self-acceptance like you were talking about. Yeah, self-acceptance, so. self-realization, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's good. So Flash is exhausted from all these cyclones because, again, he burns through all these calories all the time. Uh, Vandal Savage's main henchwoman tries to take advantage of this and stab the Flash, but his friend John arrives in a motorcycle and knocks her over, saving him and getting to be a part of the action. Does Flash run to a taco truck and t- <laughs> tip it over calories. into his mouth? <laughs> It'll Give be me like, tacos. I'll pay you back later. How many? Yeah. How many? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> he goes all Gary Oldman in The Professional. All of them. Right the guy's all of them. Supposedly, he, he did that take as a joke or something like he was like, <laughs> he was told to, he was told to like amp it up to the max and he, he thought he had already like gotten it or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm sure somebody <laughs> will say something in the comments, but like <clears throat> but like that's the fucking take they use because of course that take fucking rules. Mm-hmm. That's the that man, the professional's so fucking it's probably the good. iconic part of it, yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Such a uh, good fucking movie, dude. So uh the Flash has stopped all the cyclones, but Vandal Savage decides that's not enough. He's gonna cause earthquakes that break the dam that's above Keystone City. And so if the dam breaks, the city drowns. So now the Flash has to fight a flood. Wally now has to go to the flood, and he's kind of surfing on the waves without a surfboard as this big wave is heading towards Keystone City. Uh, He ends up basically running around so fast that it creates an invisible wind wall for the wave to crash into, protecting the city. And that's what um, we're seeing here uh, Barry does in the CW show when there was one episode where the weather wizard is about to kind of use a tsunami against Central City. Uh, so it's pretty cool use of the power using the speed to create this like invisible wall to protect everything. And uh, Wally ends up pulling it off and ends up saving the city from the flood. Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, the flash ring is left uh, afterwards and Linda sees the ring and thinks that the flash is dead but then wally appears and kisses her so i don't know why we needed that fake out in the script but anyways uh, (laughs) linda tells him to go be a hero and so he takes off after vandal savage 
And uh, Savage is just like, well, down to plan C, since plan A with the Cyclones didn't work, plan B with the Flood didn't work, so now plan C with a bunch of bombs to finish off the city. But the Flash arrives, and they get into a fight where Wally finds the silver GPS discs, the ones that were used to kill Iris. So he throws them at Savage, and then uses the Weather Wizard's technology to send a lightning bolt right into Savage. So, the poetic justice here. Again, he doesn't really kill nice. him. The dude's immortal. So uh, he right. takes him out that way, and then he blows up the weather satellite and walks out from the explosion with the script literally saying, quote, he looks, in all caps, badass. So <laughs> Rancana was not holding out <laughs> at that point. That's when the screenwriter is really trying <laughs> to just hail Mary to this concept uh, concept artist. Yes. I think it's, 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 he's, it's him having fun. Really yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Point. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, he's saved the day. Iron Heights Prison now has Rainbow Raider, Heat Wave, Pied Piper, and a new inmate, Hunter Zolomon, who is going to become Zoom in the next movie that isn't going to be made or written. But that's kind of been the sequel setup at this point. Uh, Wally and Linda get to have some time alone, uh, and they get to go to the bedroom where Linda asks, Do you do everything fast? And he says, oh not everything. <laughs> it doesn't end there, though. He kisses her, and then he hears that there's going to be a train getting derailed in Pennsylvania, and he's got to run, and he speeds off into the night. Cut to credits. Cut to credits. Dude. And uh, I fuck that's slow, the flash baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that the was the original line, have, but they cut it. <laughs> the one fuck they have in a PG-13. <laughs> now, nah, baby, I fuck slow. <laughs> Cut, Cut to the credits. credits. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, the Flash. Nine, 2000, 2008 DMX song or some shit <laughs> plays. The most iconic ending ever in a superhero movie goes to The Flash. Well, I fuck slow. <laughs> oh, man. It would have been vibrate. an amazing year. If, if this came out in 2008, right, we would have gotten I Am Iron Man, right, for Iron Man. Right, and then we would have gotten he's a dark knight in the the dark knight, and then we would have gotten I fuck slow in uh, the Flash. So it would have been amazing. <laughs> Perfect. We would have had the best of all the the the, the timeline restored. Yes, just um, as Barry always does, or Wally. Yes. So uh, there was a potential director for this. So previously, Goyer wanted to direct that Flash movie that he wrote. This one was going to be uh, directed by Sean Levy, um, who's oh, mainly wow. known for okay. Real Steel and Stranger Things. Uh, oh, people so, talk yeah, about real steel a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've never seen it, but apparently it's like a new kids modern classic. Have you seen it, Ben? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's also I don't know. It, it's it's weird too. Like it's it's, it's good, not but great. it's one of those movies. It's one of those movies that you watch and you're like, this is really good, and then you like forget about it like afterwards. Oh, Which well, is weird, I mean, right? Because like, if lot. it's good, yeah, like if it's good, then like, you would think you would remember. But then like people mention it, like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was good. It's not one of those like, oh my god, it's amazing type of things. Um, but that's he was I, the one. I who just remember. They had attached to I this. remember the, I remember the buzz surrounding this movie. I, mm -hmm. I you know, um, not that I was too old for it. I see kids movies all the time, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just like Rock'em Sock'em Robots was like, it's just not not my thing totally. But I guess mm -hmm. I'd see it just based on the buzz. Mm -hmm. alone and i i'm sure this guy would have done a great job with the flash movie 
he actually said, I, I found this out, he said Flash was his nickname as a kid. And so wow. that's one of the things that, that I guess he was a fan, but he also felt he wasn't really ready for a big superhero movie at the time to do it. And he didn't feel like the script was right yet. You know, like this is, which is like ironic because I'm just like, well, you could have just done Goyer's version and just not have right. Goyer directed. You know, if Goyer's busy, just have him direct it. So like that could have done well. But the other thing that apparently killed this outside of Levy not really liking the script yet was the fact that around this time, they're also working on Justice League Mortal. And Justice right. League Mortal ends with Wally West taking over as the Flash. So that kind of makes this redundant because that already tells the same story. Uh, so it, it's it's kind of a weird time where they're like, we're, we want to do this Flash movie, but we also want to do Justice League Mortal, and we don't really know what the fuck we're doing because we already developed one thing that's completely unrelated to the other, even though they have this, they're about the same thing. So I mean, George Miller, I would assume, like saw that script and was like, all right, this is good, I'll do this. And the studio's like, well, you're George Miller, so there you go. And then uh, mm-hmm. I guess Nolan, uh, you know, like we all know, Nolan trumped him because he already had a mo- movies out uh, yep. even though he's a younger director but mm-hmm. uh yeah i guess miller being attached really got that justice league thing going for a bit and then mm-hmm. that's what canceled out these other flash scripts that's what my read on it mm-hmm. anyway yeah so i think so too i think that's part of it i, I there is uh, a time here where levy left and david dobkin of wedding crashers was going to do the flash movie connected to Justice League Mortal that I presume would have been Anton Yeltsin as Wally West's Flash. Uh, R.I.P. Sequel to that. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, but uh, clearly that didn't work out either. So, yeah, that is the Chris Brancato script. It is, like, it's a fun read. It's got a few good moments, but I don't think it's, it's, it's not the same level as Goyer's, in my opinion. It's just not, right. it's not quite there. There's something missing to it. There was something about Goyer's that just felt more interconnected, whereas this one is just like, we got seven Flash villains in this thing, and, and they're kind of yeah. connected, you know? But it, it's not, it doesn't feel as personal when it's Vandal Savage, even though, I mean, he does kill Iris, but I don't know. There's something about them killing Iris that I just felt was unnecessary. You already, you're already killing the Flash in this, the first Flash. I don't know why I you don't, need to kill someone else on top of that. I don't really super love Vandal Savage either. That too. He really always seems like convinced. a less, he's a less interesting Ra's al Ghul to me. Yeah, like, I mean, him being like an immortal caveman is something kind of cool about that, but, mm-hmm. dude, I think I'd prefer Weather Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been Weather Wizard. They should have just, just made him, like, Governor Martin, who's <clears throat> controlling the weather with a machine. Like, if it was just Weather Wizard, who's the governor, like, imagine that type of thing. Um it, you would need a different motivation because he's not going to be immortal and need the world to still be around when he's, you know, when it's 1,000 years from now. But I, mean, I think it might, yeah, have, might have been more go focused. Ahead. It might have been more focused if it was Weather Wizard as the main villain as opposed to Vandal Savage. Like, I think Savage, again, to me, he's the less interesting Razo Ghoul, but the coolest thing about him is that, like, you can still put him into any part of the timeline in DC. Like, you can still have him fight Jonah Hex. You can still fight have him fight the JSA. Like, you can put him anywhere. Um, so I, I like that out yeah. aspect. But you can also do that with Roz. So depends. <laughs> depends on the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just, as soon as I hear Vandal Savage, I kind of get a little bit less excited <laughs> overall. 
I'm going to agree again. Uh, maybe someday we'll have a episode where we disagree on a bunch of points, but mm-hmm. but not this one. Yeah, I think the Goyer one's probably better too. And him being like overly dark in this one, I mean, maybe that plays into his character arc in this, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like it, it gets a little bit too like edge lordy at times. That can kind of like I don't know, put a damper on things, but. Yeah. This was not bad though, and by any means, I mean this no. was this was cool. It was it, yeah. I would have seen this movie obviously, but yeah, uh, it's sad it wasn't made. And now look at the guy with Narcos. So you know mm-hmm. we're, we're two jackasses on the internet. He's done Narcos. He's doing so fine. There you, I think he's doing John okay. He's got Stranger Things. Like none of these guys are suffering at this point. Something tells so, me they're doing all right. <laughs> I think so too. So yeah, and with that. That is superhero stuff you should know. Big thanks to Dan for the uh, basically all the visuals on the YouTube version of this. On to the fan comments that we have gathered. So this first one comes from Justin Horowitz, who commented on our Batman Flash team-ups, bringing up that, quote, Hey guys, there's actually an earlier team-up between Batman and the Flash in the Brave and the Bold 67 in 1966. Uh, I missed that one. So I'm just going to fire myself and uh, <laughs> have Justin take over as the podcast host on this. Uh, we had a good involves... run, everybody. It was fun. <laughs> Welcome, Justin. Um, it involves criminals of high-top sneakers who commit robberies. Uh, I guess <laughs> okay. the sneakers the sneakers give them super speed in this sense. I love it. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, the story is collected in the Big Showcase Presents book where all the issues are in black and white. All right. Thank you, Justin. I did not know about this one. I haven't read it. So a nice uh, little follow-up on this. Nice. Uh, next goes to uh, Isamu, uh, Twitter user Isamu9460436363. That's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> this is based off of the uh, Flash scripts, you know, us promoting the Flash script coverage, saying, does your source have a line on a Flash movie script from a few years later that had Barry Allen as a paraplegic? That received his super speed powers from the Shout of Turin? Weird. I don't know. My dad Do told you know me a little Turin bit about is? it based... Uh, I don't. I was, I was just reading it off. What is it? Shroud of Turin is like uh, what they think that Jesus was like uh, the wrapped in when he died oh or something. Of course, it's like... <laughs> Because it's a, a close connection to Jesus, it's got this mm-hmm. almost like magical property. And there's like, you know, conspiracy theory documentaries on this whole thing and this and that. And it's just like, it's in the it's in the world of conspiracy theories. And I think mm-hmm. that the comic companies, well, they do. I don't know, man. I feel like they probably stay away from this, but who knows? Anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it says, my dad told me a little bit about it based on info he got from Mark Wade, who read the script back in 1990. Wow. All right. Yes. The Jim Strain script was about uh, aliens giving Barry super speed, and this one's about uh, Barry getting it from from the Shout of Turin, from Jesus. From from Jesus himself. Yeah. Jesus uh, gives Barry powers. Who knew? Barry runs on water, and Jesus walks on water. Um, God. That's dude, where it makes sense. That's the connection. <laughs> that's the connection, man. I, dude, I don't know. But I, I think I did read that Mark Wade is a son of a preacher or something, and Kingdom Come is all about Bible stuff i mean you got gog and magog in in there so like there's there's definitely like there are aspects yeah aspects uh connected there so thank you isamu um i don't know we'll have to ask 
Uh, next is from, uh, let's see. Next is from my mother. No, not my mother, but a, a username <laughs> my mother. Literally. <laughs> we'll see in YouTube. Uh, and, and my mother says something that uh, I swear my own mother did not say, but would be something she would say. Uh, my mother... <laughs> I don't know if this is a woman or a man, so I'm just I'm not gonna say he or she here. But uh, basically, my mother says, "quote I decided I wanted to boost the algorithm and check out a few minutes before I went to bed on uh, Shortcut to Happily Ever After, which is the short story I wrote th- where there was an audio podcast version." Um, nice. My mother says, "Man, I just couldn't stop listening. I had to stop and save the rest for the morning. It's great stuff, man. I hope you keep it up." Thank you, Yay. my mother. So thank you, my mother. <laughs> yes. Let us know your uh, pronouns, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, on to the shout-outs. They come so quickly these days, don't they? Uh, just yes, like they Barry. No, Barry's late, actually. <laughs> uh, and Wally. And Wally, too. I mean, if he does is Wally that late fast, also? he'll come quickly. Is he'll, Wally he'll, late he'll... also? Um, chime in on the comments on that, because we yeah. know that Barry being late thing, but... It's, that seems like it might be one of those things that was Wally's that then got adopted by Barry. God I could be wrong. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. I think that's in the, it's in the original comics. That is in the original comics. Now that I remember. Okay. That. That's the, that's in the showcase one that introduced Barry. So yeah, that is. It's mainly Barry who's late. Okay, got Wally's it. on time. Always on time, baby. All mm-hmm. right. So we want to thank everybody here on the board, of course, and we want to thank. Um, Slife Rebellion off Madison, Meteor P, Christian R, Michael W, Bruce K, and Tita, uh, among everybody else, of course, and our other supporters as well. And uh, we've told you about our friends, and we'd like you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends about us. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.